installment of everything nhl the uh, hockey segment of the fantasy fanatics podcast i'm your host nathan and we're here with our hockey expert james kumar hey what's up man so so this week we're gonna go over uh some of thursday and friday's games uh we'll take a look at some pickups and then we'll preview saturday's games yeah sounds good let's get into it all right so i guess we can start with um Edmonton versus uh, Boston, really high-scoring game. Um, the Oilers, they were able to take uh, the win at 5-3. Pasternak for Boston in the first, and Bouchard for the Oilers in the first as well. And in the second period, we had uh, Brad Marchand and Brandon Carlo in the first for Boston, and Zach Hyman for Edmonton. And in the third, Leon Dreisaitl had two goals, and Cody um, Chechi got uh, one goal for Edmonton. And uh, what do you think about this dominant performance by the Oilers? Yeah, I mean, the Oilers, they've just been so dominant all year. Um, they come into Boston. Um, they had the appreciation night for Colby Cave, who passed away last year. And I think the Oilers like were really emotionally attached to him because I think he played for them uh, more recent than he played for Boston. And I feel like they just went into this game and they were just motivated to win. They went down in the second period, but third period, they just came out and had a good game. Yeah, dry settle two goals, including um, the, the winner, the eventual winner. And yeah, this Oilers team, really solid. I think after this game, the record gets to 10-2. and two. So yeah, really solid for the Oilers. And then as for Boston, it's sort of been back and forth all year. Still a pretty decent team, but I think they're still not playing at the level that I think they could. Yeah, I mean... Maybe, I guess, hopefully for Boston, they start to kind of tighten things up. Yeah, tighten things up for sure. Yeah, this game felt a little open, like you said. So, yeah, definitely something they can work on. All right. And uh, moving on to another dominant performance, we have um, the Calgary Flames uh, losing 4-2 to the, Can- to the Montreal Canadiens. So, really good job by Montreal. Um, in the first period, we had uh, Michael Backlund and Andrew Manjapani for Calgary and Ben Chirot for Montreal. And we had uh, Gallagher for Montreal in the second and Nick Suzuki and Jake Evans for Montreal in the third. Uh, Calgary was not able to score in either the second or third period. Um, what do you think about this? Yeah, I mean, um, I know Montreal's been bad. Hopefully they will be able to turn around. This was a good win. Um, I guess for Calgary, um, they have been solid. I mean, you can't win every game. So this was, like you said, kind of a game where they came in, started out well in the first. And then I guess Montreal just played the better overall game for, for the other two periods. So, yeah, I'm um, good win for Montreal. And I don't think this is any reason for concern with Calgary. Yeah, I think Calgary, um, they're just going to see what happened and then try to make some adjustments. They'll probably be back on, I guess, another dominant streak. And I guess for Montreal, Hopefully, they can continue this. Yeah, I mean, they Montreal hasn't started out well, so they definitely need to get things going for sure. And then, yeah, honestly, like I said, Calgary, there shouldn't be anything uh, really concerning about this. I feel like it's just a one-off. For sure. And I guess moving on to their next game, um, we have Los Angeles. Uh, they had kind of a streak of their own. They were able to beat 
Ottawa 2-0, um, Ansi Kopitar in the second, and Andreas Athanasio in the third. Um, what do you think about this game by the Kings? Yeah, take it in that they were 1-5-1 and one to start the season, and now they're 8-5-1. They've won seven in a row. Insane from the Kings, who, of course, don't have Drew Doughty with, uh, with a tough injury, so their top defender's out. I think uh, one of their other defenders is uh, also injured as well. I think uh, Walker is the one that's injured. So, yeah, short of a lot of defenders, doesn't matter. They still get the shutout here against Ottawa. Of course, Ottawa dealing with, like, COVID protocol situation. A lot of their players were out. But, yeah, honestly, a uh, good, solid effort for the Kings. And then for Ottawa, they're just going to have to bounce back in their next game. Yeah, I mean, Ottawa, they had some crazy runs last season, so – I'm hoping to see some crazy runs by Ottawa this season. Yeah, they had a great finish to last season. So, yeah, I definitely want to see something more from them, I guess, coming up. For sure. And I guess moving on to another um, surprising upset, really dominant performance by New Jersey uh, with the shutout against the New York Islanders. Um, I guess Yanni Kokonen got a goal in the first. Thomas uh, Tatar in the second, Dawson Mercer in the third, and Dougie Hamilton in the fourth. So uh, what do you think about this performance by New Jersey? Yeah, I mean, four goals. Um, yeah, this team was really solid. Of course, Mackenzie Blackwood, who's supposed to be their starter, he's now getting settled in. He gets his first shutout of the season. Um, so I'm surprised that New Jersey's 7-3-2. and two. Like, they've been getting low-key wins. Like, if you take it in, like, most of their games, like, you wouldn't think they'd be winning, but they are. I mean, um, their best forward, Jack Hughes, has been injured as well, and they're still getting wins. So really solid from them. And then as for the Islanders, I mean, they've played, like, what, the first 11 games of the season on the road. They have, like, two more left until their arena is ready. So, I mean, if they lose a couple more before they go back home, I wouldn't be surprised. They're not this bad of a team, I feel like. I feel like this game was kind of, you know, just wear and tear from that long road trip. So, yeah. I wouldn't be too concerned with the Islanders. And yeah, New Jersey, they're, I don't know, they might be playing above their heads, but they are playing really well. I mean, even if they're playing above their heads, this is a really good sign for a rebuilding team. Yeah, absolutely. And then when Jack Hughes comes back, they're going to be even better. So definitely. For sure. And I guess moving on to, I guess, another team with some injured players, but they were able to pull off the win. Um, in a shootout, um, the Penguins were able to beat the Panthers. So basically this game went all the way down to the wire. Uh, we had Teddy Bluger for Pittsburgh in the first and Frank Vetrano for Florida in the first. We had Evan Rodriguez for Pittsburgh in the second and Alexander Barkov for Florida in the third. Um, what do you think about this game? Yeah, I mean, um, yeah, Barkov tied it up in the third um goes to a shootout um and I think Huberto scored first for Florida but Russ sort of tied it up and then Jeff Carter ended up getting the winning goal and shootout yeah I mean Pittsburgh um they've been out a lot of players Crosby, Malkin, Dumoulin um to name a few uh whether it's COVID protocols whether it's injuries and I mean they've been finding ways to get wins like they're what five three and four on the season so they technically are above 500 even if they haven't won as many games so yeah Pittsburgh they're staying afloat and when they get their main guys back they'll be really solid and then yeah as for Florida they they're like what 10 2 and 2 so 
they're one of the best teams in the East right now. So both teams look really solid so far. Yeah, for sure. And I guess moving on to another, a pretty solid performance. Um, we have a shutout by Washington against Detroit. I guess Dmitry Orlov and Lars Eller both scored in the first and they're able to hold off Detroit for the rest of the game. And what do you think about this? Yeah, I mean, um, I think Capitals had a situation where um, one of their goalies wasn't healthy. So Zach Fukali made his NHL debut. He got a shutout. That, that's pretty impressive. First game for, you know, you get a shutout. Um, yeah, Capitals, They, I think they probably just focused on playing better defense considering they knew what situation they were in. And yeah, they, they were able to shut out Detroit, who was the home team. So good on Washington. I mean, Detroit's record's not too bad. They also have seven wins on the year. Um, and I mean, yeah, Detroit, um, they might come back down the level possibly, but as of right now, they are playing really well. Yeah, I would say this is still a good um, sign of a rebuild from Detroit, even with a loss like this. Yeah, I mean, you start the season seven, six, and two, that is pretty solid. I, I wouldn't, you know... Um, get mad at them for that. They're doing really well. For sure. And I guess moving on to another team that did pretty well, um, the Nashville Predators were able to uh, beat the St. Louis Blues in overtime 4-3. Um, we had Jordan Kyrie with two goals in the first for St. Louis. And then Duchesne and Luke Kennan were able to get goals for Nashville in the second. Yakov Trenin for Nashville in the third and Vladimir Tarasenko for St. Louis in the third. And Duchesne was able to clutch the game out in overtime and uh, get Nashville to win. And what are your thoughts? Yeah, this looks like the Matt Duchesne from like a few years ago, the one that like everyone was talking about should be on like Team Canada and stuff. Like he's playing really solid right now. What does he have? Like eight goals on the year. Um, he's like, what, 14 points? Like, He's playing really solid. Like it's for it's like for he's like a point per game player. He's, he's back to where the way he was on like Colorado and and so on. Like he he's playing really well. This Nashville team they've been clutching out a lot of key wins. Like <clears throat> eight five and ones, nothing to sneeze at. They've been really solid. St. Louis on the other hand, a solid team. Um, eight wins, two losses, two overtime. I mean, I believe they're leading that central division, but Nashville's not too far behind. So both of these teams playing some of the best hockey right now, definitely um, they should be playoff teams. I know I probably pencil in St. Louis more than Nashville, in my opinion, but they're honestly both playing really well. Yeah, I feel like um, Nashville, they were looking kind of um, shaky at the start of the season. It looks like they were going to be written off, but I feel like they've proved that can't really count them out yet. Yeah, I mean, they are a solid team. They have a good goalie in Saros. They have solid defense. We've just always questioned their scoring. And if Duchesne sort of back to being that kind of player and they're getting, you know, scoring, Cunning's really solid and some of the others that score in this game. So, yeah, um, I definitely like the way Nashville's going right now. For sure. And I guess another team that's going in the right direction, uh, we have the Winnipeg Jets beating San Jose 4-1. to Pretty impressive. Uh, we had Andrew Cogliano in the first for St. Louis, I mean, for San Jose, and Kyle Connor for Winnipeg in the first as well. And in the second period, we had Nate Schmidt and Jansen Harkins for Winnipeg, and Pierre Luc Dubois in the third for Winnipeg. What do you think about this game? 
Yeah, I mean, um, Sharks have had a lot of players out for COVID protocols as well, so I can't really blame them for this loss. I think, like, no Carlson, no Timo Meyer. Like, you just go down the list of all the players they're missing. And then, I mean, as for the Jets, I believe this is, like, what, four games they won in a row. They were, like, what, three and three to start the year, something like that, three, three and three, and they've just won four straight, so they're playing really solid hockey right now. Um, I think both teams are up there um, near the top of their respective divisions. So, I mean, both teams are playing really well. Can't really fault the Sharks for their sort of skid right now. Uh, let's just assume when they get their players back, they'll be playing a lot better. But yeah, I really like the way the Jets have been playing this season. Yeah, for sure. I mean, they were basically a playoff team last year, but I feel like they've taken a step up. Yeah, I feel like this Jets team, they just added a lot more depth, I feel like, um, especially on defense. So, um, yeah, assuming they can put it all together, they should be really solid. For sure. And I guess speaking of another solid team, um, Colorado basically pulled off a a type of scoring that they had um, last year in this game. They were able to beat um, Vancouver 7-1, to Mm -hmm. really crazy score difference right there. We had Valeri uh, uh, Kushkin for Colorado in the first, and we had Gabriel Landeskog and Miko Rantanen for Colorado as well. And in the second period, we had Logan O'Connor, Darren Helm, and Devon Tapes for Colorado again. And uh, Miko Rantanen with another goal for Colorado in the third, and Niels Hoglander with the only goal for Vancouver in the third period. do you think this is going to be the return of the Colorado that we saw last year? Well, I mean, they're going to have to do it without Nathan McKinnon. I think he's out for like another two and a half weeks with an injury. Yeah, the Avalanche, they've looked average this year. They're like, what, 5-5-1 five, five and one after this win. Uh, hopefully this is the start of like their dominant run, like similar to last year. But yeah, um, definitely uh, when McKinnon comes back, this team should be full speed ahead. I definitely think they're really solid. And then I guess as for Vancouver, I don't know what to say about this team. Five, seven, and two. They have been struggling. Yeah, maybe a coaching change might be coming up next for this team. I know I sort of called out Chicago's before it happened. Maybe Vancouver might make a coaching change. I wouldn't say it's Travis Green's fault, but I mean, a lot of times when you need to, you know, spark a team, you just change the coach and sometimes it'll happen. So yeah, definitely Vancouver needs to turn things around. Yeah, I would say that um, Vancouver's not really in the worst position. They're only a couple of games below 500, so they can definitely catch up. Yeah, you don't want that skid to extend, though. When you get like five games below 10 games, then it becomes really tough. So they're going to make a change. If you feel like there needs to be a change, got to make it now, because um, if things get out of hand, then by the time you make that change, it's probably going to be too late. Yeah. And I guess moving on to the next game, we have a pretty uh, close game between Minnesota and uh, Vegas. Uh, It's a pretty close score. Um, Minnesota tried to catch up, but they just weren't able to. And Vegas was able to win 3-2. We had Paul Cotter and uh, Jonas uh, Ronberg for uh, Vegas in the first period. And we had Jonathan Marchessault for Vegas in the second. And uh, Jared Spurgeon and Ryan Hartman were able to get two goals for Minnesota in the third, but Vegas was still able to come away with the win. And what do you think about this? 
Yeah, I mean, I think Minnesota was coming off a back-to-back, so I'm not going to fault them too much for this loss. And, and then as for Vegas, I mean, like you look at this team, they had like two guys that we don't even, like we've never heard of, Paul Cotter, Jonas Rod, Ron Berg, I think you say his name. And I think they just called them up from the minors because, I mean, they've had a lot of injuries. I mean, their, their entire like projected top line, who is it? It's like Jack Eichel. Um, Mark Stone and Max Pacioretty, they're all on the injured reserve right now. So they're really short a lot of players. A good win for Vegas, though. I think they get their record up. Let me see what it is now. Yeah, they get it up to 8-6-0 and now. So they had a rough start. Vegas looks like they're turning it around. And then, yeah, as for Minnesota, they're one of the, do- the top teams in the Central for sure. Yeah, I feel like um, Vegas, they're still playing pretty solid considering they're having to call some players up from the minor leagues and their minor league players are the ones who are scoring. So I think that says something about um, their system at least. Yeah. I mean, if you can bring players in and, you know, they're able to do something, that's definitely um, a good thing, especially on a team like Vegas, that's going to be very top heavy when their main players come back. For sure. And I guess moving on to um, the next game, um, we have another seven-point game, but this time from the Anaheim Ducks um, beating the Kraken, and the Kraken only had four goals. So I guess Mason McTavish for Anaheim in the first, um, and then Troy Terry, uh, Josh Mahura, and Kevin uh, Shattenkirk for Anaheim in the second, and we had Jaden Schwartz and Jer- Jared McCann for Seattle. And in the third period, we had uh, Hampus Lind, Holm, uh, Sam Carrick, and Troy Terry. So three more goals for Anaheim. And then Jordan Eberl and Jared McCann again for Anaheim. I mean, normally four goals would be a lot, but unfortunately it wasn't enough this time. Yeah, I mean, um, Anaheim just pretty much had their way in this game. This Anaheim team looks very good. Obviously, Troy Terry has like a 13-game point streak or something. He's playing insane right now. He's like top five in NHL scoring right now. That's pretty impressive. Um, yeah, Anaheim getting to 8-4-3. and three. Um, This team started out really well. Um, yeah, it looks like all their young guys are scoring too. Like we talked about Troy Terry, um, Mason McTavish. Uh, I don't know whether this was his return game or whether he's been back. But yeah, he scored. Josh Mahura. Like, a lot of their young guys are scoring. Sam Carrick's not that young, but, yeah, Troy Terry scored again. I mean, you're getting goals out of your young guys. It's really nice to see that this Anaheim team was able to rebuild pretty successfully. And then, yeah, um, Seattle, they're an expansion team. I'm probably just going to give them a pass all year. Um, They just got to keep growing and developing as a new team in the league. Yeah, I guess for Seattle, you're just trying to kind of build things out. This is pretty much their first year in practically 100 years so just trying to feel the league out try to figure out the fit for the team try to figure out what kind of system they're going to run stuff like that yeah i definitely agree i'm not going to really pressure them if their record is not too great like obviously vegas raised expectations with how well they played in their first year but honestly for seattle they look like a normal expansion team when they would come into the league so yeah i'm not going to fault them over this yeah i mean like you said, I think Vegas is pretty much the most successful, um, I guess, expansion team out of like a lot of expansion teams in like sports in general. So I uh, can't really um, duplicate what Vegas did. So I think Seattle's playing pretty solid right now. 
honestly, if Seattle makes the playoffs once or twice in the next five years, I think that's a success in, in my opinion. Uh, I really don't feel like there, there should be any more pressure than that. I feel like when you're an expansion team, you got to come in and sort of adjust to the league. You got to sort of get talent that maybe uh, wasn't available in the expansion draft. So, yeah, it might take them a little bit of time. So, yeah, um, like I, I've been saying, just got to give them a pass on this one. For sure. And I guess moving on to some of Friday's games, um, we have the Buffalo Sabres with the upset against the Edmonton Oilers. Um, all the goals happened in the second period. So we had uh, Anders Bjork for Buffalo and Dylan Cousins with two goals for Buffalo. Leon Dreisaitl with two goals for Edmonton. No other goals in any other period. Um, what do you think about this game? I guess the only one that came to play for the Oilers was Leon Dreisaitl in this game. Um, I don't know where the rest of the scoring was for the Oilers. Maybe they were tired. It was a back-to-back game. Um, it's in Buffalo. That could be possible. But yeah, solid game from the Sabres. Dylan Cousins looking really good. Two goals. And I mean, the Sabres are above 500. Um, there's honestly nothing I can say. Um, they might crash down eventually, but while they're playing well, I mean, we got to give them credit. They're playing really solid. And for the Oilers, like I said, it's a back-to-back game. Can't really fault them for, for it. And probably just got to move on to the next one. Yeah, I mean, Buffalo, they're playing really well. I wouldn't say this is a bad loss necessarily considering Buffalo was getting um, some upsets before this and they are officially a 500 team, so. Yeah, for sure. I mean, um, I can't really say anything else about Buffalo except they're, they're playing a lot better than we expected. For sure. And I guess moving on to the next game, Um, The Maple Leafs were able to clutch out an overtime win against the Calgary Flames. So I'm guessing you're happy about that, James. Mm -hmm, Um, uh, Andre uh, Casey for Toronto in the third and and Oliver uh, Kylington for Calgary in the third. And then Austin Matthews was was able to clutch the game out for Toronto in overtime. So uh, what are your thoughts? Yeah, honestly, this is like one of those games where like both teams they're playing super tight and then um a couple goals are scored in the third period and then over time the space opens up and then the Leafs get moving I think the Leafs have won a lot of overtime games this year because they have those skaters that can sort of dominate in open ice when you shrink from five on five to three on three it benefits the teams with a lot of speed teams like the Edmonton Oilers Toronto Maple Leafs, Tampa Bay Lightning, those kind of teams that can play with a lot of speed. You probably throw Florida in the mix there as well. Um, Yeah, teams like that, that can play with a lot of speed. They're just very dominant in overtime. Toronto did that again. Matthews getting a sixth of the year. Ever since he came back from surgery, he's been really solid. And yeah, this Leafs team, they've really taken off. They're like, what, nine, five and one now? Playing really solid. They're like a top three team in the Atlantic. And then as for Calgary, I mean, they've had a tough stretch, but they have been the road team. So, um, yeah, they got a point in this game. Uh, that's about as best as they could do, I guess. Yeah, I guess for Calgary, um, hopefully they're able to kind of pick themselves up. I guess um, when the next home game comes, they'll probably be um, recharged. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think this was a back-to-back for Calgary too, so can't really fault them there they might have been a bit tired maybe why they were sluggish in terms of the scoring I know Calgary they've been scoring a lot this year so um, it is possible that they were you know a little bit tired so yeah good on the Leafs for capitalizing on that for sure
And uh, moving on to the next game, we have another upset um, by the Philadelphia Flyers. They were able to beat a really dominant Carolina team by uh, one goal. They were able to score two goals in the third period. Um, Steven Lorenz for Carolina in the second, and Joel Farabee and Zach McEwen for Philadelphia in the second. And what do you think about these two teams? Yeah, I mean, both teams are playing really well. I think this is the only, like, the second loss all year for Carolina. So, um, yeah, good on the Flyers for getting the win. Um, yeah, um, Flyers, they're 7-3-2. and two. They have a great record. Um, Carolina, 10-2-0. and oh. They're solid as well. Both teams, they're in the Metro division. So it's going to be a tough battle all year between these two. I feel like both of them are probably going to be near the top most of the year. Yeah, I mean... I'm kind of wondering what the playoffs are going to look like um, with Carolina. It looks like there's going to be a lot of competition in the Metro division in general. So it's good that I guess Philadelphia looks like they can compete with Carolina. I mean, like, I don't want to get into the next game yet, but maybe I should. Like, these are two other Metro teams, Washington and Columbus. I mean, both of them have great records as well. So, I mean, so many teams in that division with great records, it's going to be tough to see who actually makes the playoffs. Yeah, for sure. And I guess we might as well just go over that game now. Um, really close game, uh, really high scoring by both uh, Washington and Columbus. Um, basically, it was 4-3, um, Sean uh, Corrali for Columbus in the first, Alex Ovechkin for Washington in the first, and Garnet Hathaway in, in the second with two goals for Washington. Sean Corrali with a second goal for Columbus, Gustav Nyquist for Columbus in the second as well. And Karnashiri was able to clutch the game out in the third for Washington. Um, looks like the Metro division is as competitive as ever. Yeah, honestly, it is. Um, I mean, um, both of these two teams could have won this game. Columbus has been playing so solid. Um, yeah, Washington, obviously, they seem motivated this year. Alex Ovechkin keeps climbing up the all-time goals list, trying to catch Gretzky. Um, it might even happen at this point. He's just been playing so well every year. I mean, he's in his 30s. I don't know how, he, how old he is, he's like 35, 36, maybe. The guy's still scoring like he was like 25 or 26. So, um, yeah, Ovechkin really saw this Capitals team. They're great every year in the regular season. They're always going to, you know, get the wins. They're going to make the playoffs. They should at, at least. But, yeah, this Columbus team has been very surprising. But they've been good. Um, whatever I believe their new coach is Brad Larson. Whatever he's done since he's come in, um, he's really turned this team around. So yeah, uh, I, I definitely like both of these teams. And just looking at the Metropolitan Division, I think every team in that division has a winning record. That's insane. Let me just say that. That's actually insane. Wow, every single team. I don't think I've seen a division um like that where every team is this good. Yeah, that's actually crazy. The Islanders are last in the division. Obviously, we talked about their road trip. But yeah, they somehow still have a, more wins than losses. So yeah, I don't know what else to say, but this division's really solid. Yeah, for sure. I guess it's going to be really unfortunate for, I guess, whatever um, team in the Metro division is knocked from the playoffs. It's going to be kind of like, I guess, Western teams in the NBA where you're above 500 and you still can't make the playoffs. 
Yeah, I think it warrants the conversation for like one versus 16 playoffs. But um, at the end of the day, yeah, only five teams max from each division can make it. So um, three pretty good teams might miss the playoffs. So we'll have to see how the season shakes out. Yeah, for sure. And I guess the last game on the slate is Arizona versus Chicago. Um, currently, it's in the third period. Chicago's up by two, so it looks like um, they're improving so far, but we won't be covering that game. And uh, that about wraps it up for the um, recap, and we'll move on to the, I guess, pickups portion of the podcast. Uh, we'll start with forwards, and um, who do you got for forwards? All right, I mentioned this guy last week. Um, I'll mention him again. Um, I guess coming into today, he was still 150% rostered. And that's uh, Alex Ayafalo from the LA Kings. He plays left wing in fantasy. I think he has like, what, a seven-game point streak going or something. It might have just been snapped last game. But yeah, um, in the games before, he had like one goal and eight shots in that game. Then two goals plus three and two shots. Like this guy's just getting so many different categories for you, especially a lot of shots. There's games where he has five or more shots. I think in his last uh, like six games, like three of those games, he had five or more shots. So if you're, if you need guys with a lot of shot volume, definitely go get him. And he's scoring points and he's, he hasn't been minus in like the entire month of November, even going into October, he wasn't minus uh, for part of it. So definitely go add this guy. Um, I also have Boone Jenner from Columbus Blue Jackets. He plays center and left wing for fantasy. Um, he's only like around like 25% rostered. And he's like one of those guys that's really valuable in like bangers leagues. Like he'll get hits. Um, he'll get shots, that kind of thing. He's been getting points too. I think he's riding like a four game point streak right now. He's playing really solid. Um, so yeah, definitely go ahead. Boone Jenner as well. And then um, Mikhail Granlin from the Nashville Predators center right wing eligible. Um, he's around 25% rostered as well. Um, just looking at his stats, I think in his last game, the one that we just talked about, he had four assists in one game, plus four, two shots, two hits. So, I mean, this guy's just covering categories. He had an assist the game before, two games before that. He had two assists, and he pretty much touched every other category except for goals. So, I mean, this guy, if he's providing category coverage, you definitely need to go add him up. And, yeah, that's who I have for forward. Sure. I got a couple of guys for forward as well. Um, I'll talk about uh, JT Comfort first um, for Colorado. Again, he's pretty solid, about 31% rostered, so he should be available in most leagues. Um, currently, he has six goals, four assists, 25 shots. He's plus one for the season, so um, he's having a really good season. So if you uh, need a guy who gets goals, gets assists, gets a lot of shots. Um, he is a forward that you can definitely take a look at. And I guess uh, the next guy, um, I have Marcus Foligno again, 39% rostered. So still plenty of availability left. Um, he's playing on a dominant Minnesota team. So um, he should be able to, I guess, have a decent plus minus for you. Currently he's plus one. So it's... It's all right, but he gets a decent amount of goals, gets five goals, four assists, um, 18 shots. So pretty well-rounded player that you can take a look at. And I guess um, my next guy is going to 
um, the Adrian Kemp for the LA Kings. Um, LA Kings, they've been really hot right now. So I feel like um, Adrian Kemp is kind of a guy that you can take in deep leagues. And as long as the Kings are hot, I feel like uh, Kemp is going to have a chance for some pretty good performances. And that's um, who we got for forwards. So who you got for defense? Yeah, I'm going to talk about Evan Bouchard again. I think I've talked about him like the last three weeks. And his percentage has just gone up. I think when I first mentioned him, he was under 10% rostered. Now he's around 41% rostered in Yahoo League. So people are listening. They're going to pick him up. Um, Yeah, before the Buffalo game for the Oilers, he had like a four-game point streak. He was plus two over those four games. He was averaging three or more shots per game. And he was averaging around two hits per game, which is insane production for fantasy. He's a defenseman, which is a lot more rare in the fact that not a lot of defensemen are as productive. So, and he's playing like what, almost 25 minutes some nights. So he's pretty much a rookie at this point. They're relying on him a lot. Definitely go add this guy up. And then I have uh, Gustav Forsling for the Florida Panthers. Um, This Florida team's solid. His plus minus is going to be good most of the year. He's getting shots every game. Almost every game he's getting hits. He's getting a lot of assists as well. So, I mean, if there's a a guy that, you know, maybe throw at the end of your bench for defense, uh, he's definitely a a guy like that. So definitely uh, go add Forsling. And, yeah, that's who I have for defense. For sure. I got a couple of guys for defense. Um, I'll talk about Rasmus Anderson first. Um, He's officially more of a shallow league pick now, but – he has seven assists, um, 18 shots, and he's plus 10. So really good plus minus player, uh, really good for assists, good for shots as well, especially for a defenseman. So um, if you're in a shallow league, you can definitely take a look at Rasmus Anderson. And I uh, guess the next guy is more of an offensive uh, guy, I guess Ben Chereau for Montreal. Again, he's been playing um, pretty well, especially on a Montreal team. He's got four goals he's got 27 shots he has only one assist and he's at zero right now so his plus minus isn't going to hurt you even though he's on a Montreal team that's still trying to catch up but he definitely gets a lot of goals and a lot of shots so if you're in a in a deep league that uh, needs more of an offensive defenseman he's definitely a guy you can take a look at and who do you got for goalies yeah, for goalies, I have James Reimer again. He's been the better of the two goalies for the San Jose Sharks. It's only around 35% roster in Yahoo League, so definitely go add him up. Um, whether he wins or loses, he puts up great stats. I think um, the uh, his previous two starts, um, the Sharks didn't win because, of course, they've had the COVID issues. But, I mean, he only allowed two goals in one game, and it, I believe it was in overtime, so he had an insane uh, average and save percentage. He lost to Winnipeg, only allowed three goals there. But before that, he was win, win, um, loss, win, win. Like, he's just been getting wins for the Sharks team, and his averages have been insane. So um, if you're not too concerned about, uh, oh, he might not win every night, but you just need good percentages, he's definitely a guy that, that you can look at. So go pick up James Armour. For sure. And I guess I have another uh, Kings guy, Jonathan Quick. Um, again, mainly because the Kings have been really hot right now. Um, he's gotten four wins. His save percentage has been really good. His goal is a goal against average has been really good. Um, as long as the Kings are hot, I feel like um, Jonathan Quick's a guy that you can 
uh, pick up and start on your roster, especially if you need an extra goalie off the waiver wire. He's about 34% rostered, so he should be available in most leagues. So again, definitely take a look at Jonathan Quick. And that's going to be it for our, um, I guess, pickups portion. And we'll move on to some previews. And I guess we'll start with uh, Boston versus New Jersey. Um, Boston really needs another win. Um, do you think they can get a win here? I mean, New Jersey's been hot. I don't even know if I want to pick against them. They're at home here and they're an underdog. Yeah, um, I know Boston does need the win, but I think I might go with New Jersey here. They've been playing really solid. For sure. And I guess we can move on to um, LA versus uh, Winnipeg. Again, both teams have been playing really solid. The Jets have a seven-game win streak. Um, do you think the Jets can end this win streak? Actually, I think you meant the Kings have a seven-game win streak and the Jets have a four-game win streak. It's the battle of the win streaks, let me just say that. Yeah. And honestly, I don't even know which way to go on this one. Might lean towards the Jets just because they're at home. I mean, they're clearly the favorite here. They shouldn't be favored by that much. But yeah, I think I might slightly lean with the Jets here. Sure. And I guess moving on to our next game, um, we have the Maple Leafs versus uh, Buffalo. I'm guessing you're going with the Leafs. Honestly, this game could go any which way considering how Buffalo beat the Oilers today, right? So both teams are coming off back-to-back, so I wouldn't really give any team an advantage there. Buffalo's at home, maybe a slight advantage. Depends on who's the goalie for the Leafs. I, I don't know if I really trust any of the other goalies, and Jack Campbell did play in Friday's matchup, so yeah, um, there is an upset potential for Buffalo. I will still go with the Leafs because I think they are the better team, but um, you, you can't really sleep on this Buffalo team for sure. All right. And I guess moving on to uh, Pittsburgh versus Ottawa. Um, do you think Ottawa can snap their four-game losing streak? Yeah, I don't know about that. They have too many players out in the protocol. I think this is a game where Pittsburgh just continues their their amazing run without Crosby and Malkin, and they just get it done here. For sure. And moving on to Montreal versus Detroit, um, who do you think takes this? Yeah, Detroit's at home. I'm going to have to go with them. Obviously, they didn't have the best game against Washington. I feel like this is a good bounce back for them. And, I mean, yeah, Detroit, they've been pretty solid. They've been better than we expected this year, so I think they can win this. All right. And moving on to Florida versus Tampa Bay. Again, uh, two really dominant teams, but who do you think takes this? Oh, this is the battle of Florida. This is tough. Um, I might lean with Tampa just because they are at home. Um, and also, like, Florida, that like they started off really well. I feel like that they're not at the level that they started at. I feel like Tampa Bay slowly getting better. I feel like, like, I mean, this game could go any way, but I think I'll just slightly lean with Tampa. All right. And uh, moving on to the New York Rangers versus the Columbus Blue Jackets. Um, who do you think takes this game? I might go with New York just because Columbus is coming off a back-to-back. They just lost to Washington. Um, yeah, and I mean, the Rangers, I think they're like, what, second in the, the Metro or like third in the Metro. They're playing really solid right now. And I mean, yeah, I, I think – I know some people have said, oh, the Rangers – playing over their heads and whatnot. But yeah, I think I, I do like this Rangers team. I'm going to go with them. 
for sure. And moving on to another um, match matchup between two dominant teams, um, we have St. Louis versus Carolina. Um, who do you think takes this game? I don't think Carolina is going to lose two games in a row, to be honest. I think you have to go with them. Um, losing to the Flyers was surprising. Flyers are a good team, though. But, yeah, I, I'm not picking against the Hurricanes losing two in a row. I think they, they make it right in this game. All right. And moving on to Arizona versus Nashville, I guess it's a safe pick to go with Nashville. Yeah, I mean, Arizona's only won one game all year. Can't pick them it, pretty much in any game. If they win, it's because they upset. There's no reason to be picking them. And Nashville's been solid. We talked about this. All right. And moving on to Philadelphia versus Dallas. Um, Dallas hasn't been looking so good. So who do you think is going to take this? Yeah, you're right. They haven't been looking good. And I feel like they're they're overvalued, in my opinion. you got to go with the Flyers here as the underdog. I don't care if they've played back-to-back. They're the better team here. Dallas just has not shown the ability to score at all. Um, I mean, Dallas could upset, yeah, but I still think the Flyers are the better team. So I'll go with them. All right. Moving on to San Jose versus Colorado. Do you think Colorado can uh, go past 500 on this? They should be able to. The Sharks aren't at a full lineup. You'll definitely have to check before the game. Carlson might be back, maybe Timo Meyer. So if they are back, there's a chance the Sharks do bounce back. But as of right now, yeah, got to lean with the Avalanche. They've been really solid, especially last game. All right. Moving on to uh, Vancouver versus Vegas. Um, Do you think Vancouver can get a win here? They might be able to. I'm not going to pick them right now because it's, I mean, the game's in Vegas. So we, we know how crazy that place is going to be. Vegas has been turning it around as well. So I think they might continue that in this game. But yeah, Vancouver's got to show something soon, like we talked about. For sure. And moving on to the next game, we have Minnesota versus Seattle. Do you think Seattle can get the upset? I mean, they are at home. They do play better at home. But, I mean, we saw last game they were at home. They just got dominated. Minnesota is the better team, so I would lean Minnesota here. But, honestly, this is one of the games that could go either way, so I will take Minnesota, though. All right. And uh, that's about it for the Saturday games. So, I guess, do you have any uh, final thoughts? Honestly, I think we covered mostly everything we talked about, you know, like some of where each team is in the standings. Um, yeah, I think we've gone through mostly everything. I, you know, like the season's been great so far to start. Um, a lot of surprise teams like Detroit being a top three team in the Atlantic right now is actually insane. Um, and then, yeah, the teams from California playing well, Anaheim, LA and San Jose, that's been pretty impressive as well. So uh, definitely some great storylines to see. Yeah, I'm really happy that a lot of the teams that I guess kind of they didn't do so well um, last season, for example, like Detroit, San Jose, uh, even Buffalo. They're starting to, I guess, come back and they're only rebuilding, but they're still having a really good records for rebuilding teams. Yeah, I definitely agree. Like Buffalo, they're playing way above their heads, but good on them. They're playing really solid. For sure. And so that about brings us to the end of everything NHL. Um, if you liked what you watched, you can subscribe, hit the bell for notifications. Uh, leave us a review, um, give us your thoughts on 
on the NHL so far. And if you liked what you listened to, you can follow us on Spotify. And you can also follow us on Apple Music and Google Podcasts. If you need some sports picks, you can follow us at FanFanPodcast on both Twitter and Instagram. And we'll see you guys next week. Thank you.